Hey, welcome to the Recappers Podcast. I'm Todd. And I'm Nat. Todd, 2-0 in the series. The Suns are up. You called it. You said they're going to win in six, man. I was wrong. I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's still time for the change. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the state of the series, talk about what we expect from the coming games, and see if Milwaukee can battle back. Are you ready, man? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Suns up 2-0. makes me really anxious to say Suns in four, but we can't <laughs> we can't jump to conclusions too fast. But what are your thoughts after uh, game one and two? Talk about you can talk about each or talk about both. What are your feeling, bro? The, the Bucks suck, man. That's my that's my uh, take on the first two games. Not really. The Suns have played really well. They really have. I was interested to see. We talked about it in the previous series or previous episode how Milwaukee will defend the Suns. I expected Drew Holiday to be all over Chris Paul, and he's actually been on Devin Booker. And then what they did was they put P.J. Tucker on Chris Paul, and that was interesting because it was smart, honestly, because P.J. Tucker can somewhat play the big man. So on on screen and roles where they switch, he's been able to, not effectively, he's been able to guard DeAndre Ayton. So I understand why they did that. I just don't think that's the best thing to do because I don't think PJ Tucker can stick with Chris Paul, and even when he did, and even even most of the time they're switching it out, and Brook Lopez has to come guard Chris Paul. So not quite sure, dude. It just shows me that the Suns' offense is just so good because there's just so many ways they can score, yeah. and like they if they switch it, the, Chris Paul is going to do whatever he wants to the big man. If they don't switch it, DeAndre Ayton's going to get easy lobs and easy dunks, and he's done that through the first two games. And then on the other side. I was curious to see how they were going to play the Bucks, And what they did was they put Aiton on Giannis, which is pretty smart because, I mean, other than in game two when Giannis could actually splash some threes and actually was just scoring a lot. But normally Giannis just plays in the paint, so they put Aiton on there. That means Jay Crowder and Brooke Lopez was the matchup, and Brooke Lopez was taking advantage of Jay Crowder a little bit. But it worked. I mean, they won, and I think... I don't know what adjustments they can make. It's not offensive. I mean, obviously offensive. They're just not shooting well. Um, it's not due to lack of good shots, though. Like, Drew Holiday has taken a lot of good shots. He's just shot really poorly. Chris Middleton's still getting his. And Giannis is literally going off right now. He's playing. He wants to win, man. Pat Connaughton had a good game three or game two. And P.J. Tucker even chipped in a little bit. And Brooke Lopez had dec- a decent game, of course, as I said. He's taking advantage of that matchup against Jay Crowder. And I've watched a lot of these games. I mean, I've watched all of these games, like every minute of these games. I've analyzed a lot of things. And honestly, I don't know how the Bucks can win it. And I, I expect them to come back and play better at home in Milwaukee. And I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. But I'm just saying, like, it's going to be really hard because the Phoenix offense is just so potent, man. Chris Paul just runs that pick and roll like a beast. As I said, he always makes the right decision. He barely turns the ball over. He had one bad turnover in game two. In game two. Devin Booker continues to just to shoot well, score well. We forget how good of a pure shooter Devin Booker is, and with the Bucks defense scrambling as much as it is due to these switches, he's been hitting open threes. It's just wide open. And then Cam Johnson, I don't, I haven't seen this dude miss this series. Mikel Bridges hasn't missed. Jay Crowder hasn't played super well, but he does the dirty work. This offense is just good, man. It's going to be really hard for the Bucks to battle back. Not saying they can't win. Hey, we're talking about two NBA teams playing, especially the Bucks being as talented as they are. 
they can win. They just need, honestly, they their defense has not been bad. The Bucks' defense has not been bad. Everyone's been seeing this this video go viral of the the Suns' ball movement, where they just continue to pass the ball, continue to pass the ball. Ball gets tipped. They pass it again, pass it again. DeAndre Ayton lays it in for an and one after the Bucks played like for twenty four seconds. Good defense, and that's what I'm saying. Like the Bucks' defense is not bad. They're not playing poorly. Uh, the Suns' offense is just too good, man. They just have really high IQ players. They hit open shots. They're just they're just a really good team. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough. What do you think, Todd? Yeah, so I'm kind of with you. The Suns uh, really look like unstoppable right now. It's hard to imagine like what the Bucks can do adjustment wise that would even make this series competitive. Uh, but I'm with you. I think the Bucks win a game. At least I, I think they win Game Three. I think they make adjustments needed for that. But overall, like I feel like there's no way they can win the series. I mean, both of us picked. Wait, you picked Bucks and six, and I picked Suns and six to begin the series. Yep, I stand by so, man. But Bucks and Bucks and four. No, but I think you can make an argument either way. I mean, it's hard to uh, imagine the Bucks making this competitive. But remember how bad they looked against the Nets? They lost those two games, and I was like, "There's no way the Bucks are gonna make this a series." And then when they went home, it changed everything. And thinking about it like this, there's a lot of time between these games. I mean, that we went Friday, Saturday, game three. And they got Monday, Tuesday, game four. I mean, there was only like a day between game one and two. I think when you go into these like on a home, and when you when you play on the road in the finals, there's like this, all this momentum that the home team has that it's hard to catch up on. And there's like not a lot of time to make adjustments. So I feel like the Bucks will make a lot of adjustments. I mean, Giannis is playing really well after coming off that knee injury. It's just incredible. Yeah, that. I was surprised he played in game one and that he looks healthy. I mean, there are times where he doesn't look healthy and he grimaces yeah. a lot. But oh, I'm gosh, surprised game two? how good he Yeah, he looks so good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is incredible for someone who I thought like was out, out for the year. I, I I think the hard part is that for the Bucks is that the Suns can have, you know, Paul and Booker playing on such a high level that they have this, they have a third person every game that's having, that has an amazing game. So in game one, uh, Deandre Aiden had had almost like a 20 and 20 game to compliment Paul and Booker. And then in game two bridges had almost 30 points. So you're saying you're talking about like, you already have to worry about Paul and Booker uh, just as is every game, but now you're having to worry about like a third person coming in there and like having a huge offensive contribution. So it'd be interesting to see how the Bucks stop that because Paul is on another level right now and Booker is playing amazing. So if they if they if they if they don't stop if they don't stop those two players, it makes sense. But they can't let a third guy just go off. It's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'd agree, and not just that, but they're just high IQ players. Bridges won at Villanova when he was in college. He is just a really good player, yeah. high IQ player. He's a winner, just proven winner. Comes to play in games. Yeah, a lot of those Villanova guys are. It. Yeah, well, all those Villanova guys. Might he may not be the most Brunson, athletic because he plays for a, a third-rate organization. But Josh Hart, great player. But they're still like <laughs> the quality Bridges. players. They're not. They're not great players, but they're like quality players. Yeah, except for except for Jalen Brunson, who's like should be cut from every team and be in the. Be in the G League or something. Well, if you went to the Lakers, uh, then I'd love him. <laughs> but uh, it's just the fact that he plays for a third-rate organization. But anyways, I will say um, one thing: it is making me nervous for the Suns, though they keep losing players. Yeah, Tory Craig actually was playing super well, 
Dario Saric, I even mentioned him in our preview episode. That I thought Dario Saric, Saric would be good. I thought he was a good player. And yeah, they they both went down with knee injuries. And Torrey Craig is gonna that injury is gonna hurt the Suns more than more than people think. I agree with you. I think the Bucks win Game Three, and I actually think they're gonna win Game Four. I think they know they know they need to win. They know their backs against the wall, just like in the Nets series, and they turned it around. And I just don't think the Suns can look as good as they have. Like we we thought That's the, the Bucks were out. We thought the Bucks were out against the Nets because they yeah. were playing poorly, and the Nets were playing well. This is like a situation where the Nets, I mean, the Bucks are playing well. And the Suns are just playing phenomenal basketball, just like how yeah. the Brooklyn Nets were. I expect that to come down back down to earth. I'm a, I always say this. I'm a regression to the mean guy. I expect Drew Holiday to start hitting his shots. I expect Chris Middleton and Giannis to continue to play at a high level, and I expect all the Sun player, Suns players to shoot a little bit worse than they have been because they have been lights out. And yeah, I, I mean. Think- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, take a page out of your favorite team's book. I mean, the Mavs looked really good those first two games against the Clippers. And then as soon as the series, like, changes places, it is, sometimes that's all that, all you need is, like, a, well, I mean, in theirs, it was, like, a reverse change of scenery. But, yeah, exactly. The Nets series, and, you know, maybe it comes down to, like, a last-minute play, like it did. I think, does game, game three, three... was when KD hit the shot, but it didn't he, count. Oh, oh, yeah. Almost hit the shot. Almost hit the exactly. shot. Exactly. So, and then game four was, like, a little more convincing, but... Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I still think I think the Suns win Game Four and they lose Game Three, is how I how I'd look at both. But it, it's definitely. I mean, we're in the finals now, and teams like have and there's a lot more time in between games. So a good team and both the both these teams are so good that I feel like the Bucks, especially at home, will like at least make it make the adjustments necessary. It's not like they're getting blown out either. I mean, they're losing. Yeah, close game. I mean, they don't. They don't look. Like, I mean, the Suns, like, seem to just, like, look convincing the whole game. So there is that, like, the eye test. But overall, I think the Bucks can still make this a series. It's just, will the Suns slow down a little bit? Yeah, I think, I honestly do think that this, the Bucks are not out of this series at all. I As I said at the beginning of the episode, I don't know how they're going to turn it around if those players continue, like, if that offense continues to click the way it's clicking. I don't know how they'll turn it around. But I do expect the Bucks to win game three, and I expect them to win game four. Uh, and if they don't win Game Four, then they're done. I, I don't think you can go down three one in the finals unless your name's LeBron James, and <laughs> uh, he plays for a really good franchise, by the way. Just pointing that out beforehand. But I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good series. I think. I think the Bucks make it a good series. I don't think they just roll Same over. Same here. Do the Suns possibly still win in six or win in five? Yeah, four? I do. Uh, <laughs> Suns in four, man. <laughs> I always think that. I'll, Sorry, like, I just. I love. Four. What if? What I love, if it happens? I love, that you know? <laughs> I love that. I love that guy. Yeah, I saw him with Jamal Murray. What a yeah. what a what a sellout, Jamal Murray. Your team just got swept by this, these guys, and you're taking a picture with the dude who swept them. Like what? No, nah, yeah, this is I love a it. this good, is a not, good sportsmanship. This good sportsmanship. Yeah, this is a topic for another time. But um, as far as like where the team goes forward, let's just say like Chris Paul pays for the Suns like two more years. You know, Booker's only 24. Do you think the champ- like championships like help advance someone like that, or you think it's just time, anyways? Do you think like going through this experience of the finals will like accelerate Booker to like where he could carry a team without Paul? I think he could carry the team without Paul now. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously Chris to, Paul like makes it to better. Beat the Bucks? I think. Oh heck no, they couldn't beat the Bucks. But I'm saying if 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 Booker wasn't if Booker was the only guy there with Aiden and Aiden, you know, has the confidence he has now. Um, I think they're top six seed in the in the west which is pretty decent i I wouldn't say that's carrying a team but i still think that's really good in the western conference 
I guess, yeah, I guess my point is, like, do you think, uh, that's kind of it, but do you think, like, Booker and Aiden, like, getting finals experience helps, or just time Oh, yeah. I think both of them will help. I think having finals experience, I mean, Kobe Bryant, I mean, is a perfect example. Obviously, he was playing for this, what Devin Booker's playing for at 20 years old, right? So it's different, but you think Kobe would have been, you think Kobe would have been as good if he didn't have... If he didn't have that finals experience, I don't think so. I think he he needed to be exposed to that and play at this level because he yeah. also struggled in the playoffs his first year ever. Kobe Bryant airballed two yeah. game like game yep. not game tying, but they were crunch Big time shots. threes in a row when he was really in his first pay, playoff experience, and he needed that. Like if he doesn't airball those threes, like who knows who Kobe Bryant becomes? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Kobe Bryant could easily become like a, a nobody. Or just like as good as he was, but he missed those shots. So what did he do? He he spent the whole the summer gym. in the gym, dude. Yeah, knowing that, that those shots would not define his career. If he doesn't do that, if he's not playing for finals when he's twenty years old and taste of finals like that, like I don't know if he w- continues to work as hard. He tasted the finals and he was like, "I need to work harder. I need to work harder. I need to work harder." Because I guess I think- that's also my my thought is like, okay, so Kobe had Shaq obviously, but then when Shaq left, like he still Kobe still had the finals experience. That like elevated himself as a player. So then when you yeah. went to play with Pow, like he was like Kobe was probably like I mean, they're both pretty on par, but you could probably make an argument that like Shaq was definitely the most dominant player on that team. Yeah, and I he agree. was he, he was the better player. But then when you reverse the roles, like you know, eight years later, like Kobe was carrying those teams. Yeah. I think I think that's the effect that it'll have on on um Devin Booker. Like how, I mean, you can think of it as Kawhi Leonard as well. You know, he was on the Suns team uh, on a Spurs team where he wasn't the main guy when he won the championship. Like, obviously, he, he was probably their best off- offensive and defensive player overall, but he yeah. wasn't the main the main focal point of the offense. But then when he went and goes to Toronto, and he carried them, literally carried them to a championship, it's from that experience yeah. that he had being part of that bigger team. And I think I think that, that this experience is, even if the Suns lose, I think this experience will be very beneficial for Devin Booker in the future and DeAndre Ayton. And yeah. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's way better than Luca already, but I think it solidifies his pick as the number one pick in that draft. Honestly, yeah. Regardless of that ridiculous comment, I think uh, <laughs> I think DeAndre Ayton is like taking a huge leap. Like, I mean, even just fantasy wise, like where I was thinking about him in the beginning of the year to where he is now, like he's definitely made like a big leap in my eyes. Did you see that stat that like last year he averaged like one point and one rebound in the fourth quarter? Like oh, toward, I didn't see that. Like in most of the games or something, it was like some stat about that. And then this year he's averaging ten points and ten rebounds in the fourth quarter during like closer games or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's an absolutely ridiculous stat because it just shows how good Monty Williams is as well to be able to learn. This is how I'm going to make DeAndre Ayton better. And I guess it also speaks to Chris Paul just being such a good teammate, and also Devin Booker and the Suns organization in general being able to trust DeAndre Ayton in. I mean, he's make, centers, he makes big centers plays. get phased out, man. Centers get phased out at they the end do. of games. And so the fact that he's on the court at the end of games, like name, he's one AD. of five centers probably that probably play at the end of games. Like, yeah, AD, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, Nurkic even gets benched at the end of games. Jokic is one of them that stays on. Joel Embiid. And then, and then Aiden. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, your Nurkish doesn't even really like. Yeah, they swap them depending on what the matchups yeah. are. Like, I'm trying to think who else. Um, like, they do that with a lot of people. Like, they bench you at the end of games. Like, yeah, 
like Hassan Whiteside. I, I mean, back in the day, they would bench him. The end of games. I mean, he's not the guy he used to be. But like these, like traditional centers, like Dwight Howard doesn't play at end of games at all. Javale McGee doesn't play at end of games. Damn, Adebayo actually plays at the end of games. But uh, those other guys, like you know, there you got to be a special center in order to be in the game at the end of games. And I'm but saying a lot of times that, they're also like they're liabilities offensively. But I don't think Aiden is. I think that's why he's being you know yeah left on the floor. He's good on both sides. He's an up and coming center, man. He's gonna be if he continues to go the trajectory he's at. He's gonna be in the discussion of. He's like 22. Anthony, Anthony Davis, dude. Like, honestly, like Anthony Davis. He's not. All right, we need to get this out of everyone's mind. Like, he's not Carl Anthony Towns. Like, it's different. Like, they're different players. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is a three-level score. He can do anything. Like, Aiden's yeah. not as much of a jump shooter. But Aiden, defensively and rim running, he's like a better Clint Capella is what DeAndre Aiden is, you know, in my opinion. Um He's also a. Clint Capella is one of those guys that get benched at the end of games. By the way, yeah, uh, Aiden's a seventy-five percent free throw shooter, which I feel like is pretty good for like a yeah. big man to be on the game because a lot of big men are like, or if you're Ben Simmons, are like free throw liabilities. So a lot of times, I feel like in the past, that's like why they didn't stay on. Yeah, I remember all those also, like Dwight, Dwight Howard years in the Magic. Like there were a lot of like he wasn't a great free throw shooter, right? No, he was not, not at all. But he, I feel like I that mean, was. He's gotten better now, but not when yeah. he was in, not when he was in Orlando. But also the thing about Aiden is he actually has decent range. He can shoot a mid range jump shot and even extend to the three point line, but he doesn't do it and he doesn't need to do it because this offense is so efficient that he can just honestly just allow Chris Paul to do whatever he wants with him. Um I think DeAndre Aiden is the player that we thought like Julio Okafor was gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's a great comparison. I think I thought I think the same thing because Okafor was supposed to be like this top top five pick out of Duke. Like, he was great in college, and then like he didn't do anything. Yeah, and we thought that Aiden was gonna be more of an offensive guy than a defensive guy, but he's tur- like, who did we really talk about Aiden's defense prior to this year? I don't think mm-hmm. we did, and so I think it's crazy the strides that he's made on both sides of the like both sides of the court obviously way better than luca that guy is not good like a luca guy like deserves to be cut and play in the division four of like european leagues but so it's not even a fair comparison but aiden is so much better than him man that was like definitely a very big reach for a for an example (laughs) like you went you went deep with that (laughs) no just kidding but uh, Luca, if, uh, Luca's if the trash, Suns, but it's okay. If the Suns, if the Suns are to win in the next two weeks, though, I think uh, Aiton would be still twenty-two. So if, to have a championship for a twenty-four and a twenty-two-year-old is is uh, it's amazing. Like the yeah. future's bright there. Yeah, and it's going to be hard for. I mean, Chris Paul probably has one or two good years left in him, but the Suns team will still be good if Chris Paul's gone. I guess, I guess that's like, my point. Like, is is uh, is this like kind of like an underrated? strategy for up and for young teams is to bring in like a veteran that kind of gets bounced around like do you think russell westbrook could ever be at the if, let's say russell westbrook never wins a championship you think like a team would a young team would bring him in in the future just for like veteran leadership not him but i do think like you know like jimmy butler on the sixers who were relatively still young when jimmy butler went to the sixers i think you know and he went to minnesota as well i think that is something that happens i think we'll see if he never wins a championship I don't like, know. Let's say he never. Will. Let, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> let, let's say let's say it's like six years from now and he still has a one-one. It'd kind of be the same scenario as Chris Paul, right? Yeah, I mean, do you think? I mean, obviously, we thought the Sixers were going to be better after he, even after he left, right? But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think there, it's, I think it is a scenario. I think it is a strategy that some teams do utilize. It just doesn't work out the way it's worked out for for I mean, Chris Paul and the Suns. You know what I'm the saying? The Sixers, the Sixers were also uh, like one shot away from going to the conference finals. So I mean, it could have been that way. But I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks did the same thing. I mean, the Knicks Derek brought Rose. in Derek exactly. Rose. Yeah, that's my and, point. And even before that, like they brought in Todd Gibson. You know, brought in some other guys who are supposed to be teaching these young guys how to win, right? And I think it works, or it is a skill that, or a strategy that is utilized. I just don't think it works the way that it has for Chris Paul because Chris Paul is just completely different than those other people. <laughs> yeah, it probably just takes like the right scenario, the right player. Exactly, because like, if you brought Kobe onto the Lakers, I mean, wow, onto the Lakers, he played for the Lakers, onto the Suns, I think he would have that same effect, right? But I would, I would agree. And so, I mean... If you think about it too, like Kobe Bryant played with Jordan Clarkson. He played with like D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram. He played with um And all those guys are Larry Nance well. and all those dudes are good players. Like you think they just like I mean, obviously they were talented players to start with, right? Julius Randle, another example. Like Kobe played with all of those guys. Like you think those guys get that much better without Kobe Bryant on the team? Maybe. Like it's possible, but do you think Kobe Bryant accelerated that process? I think he did. Yeah, personally, you change but, the, it changes the culture. Yeah, for sure, it changes. It does change the culture, and I think, as I said, a lot of teams try to do that. That's why some people take these like veteran leaders onto the team, even if it doesn't really help the team all that much sometimes, and you don't understand the move. But I don't think it has as much of an effect as like it has with Chris Paul. So that's yeah. why that's why we're like talking more about it now. But I think it does happen, or attempts people attempt for it to happen. It's definitely a huge change. I mean, from where they were, you know, missed the playoffs last year. Even with that big run, I mean, they still missed it. And then yeah. to where they are now is incredible. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to but see yeah. what happens in Game Three, though. So you got you. We both have the Bucks winning Game Three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at that do. point, like if it's a three zero series, I mean, there's nothing really to talk about after that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't think, think it'll be the case. Yeah, I think they're too good of a team to just like let to be down three zero. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. I think I think the Bucks win Game Three. The Suns come back down to earth. Drew Holiday plays better. Not that Drew Holiday's played poorly; he's just shot poorly. And I think um, they go down one-two with a chance to win the series in Game Four. Yeah, and to your pick for picking the Bucks, like the Bucks in six. It's not like the Bucks have played poorly to where they're like getting blown out. I mean, they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are fairly close games, and the Bucks is still like Giannis has still played really well. Like if Giannis wasn't playing well. I would say like okay, I'm probably more nervous for them to win, but I think they're it's pretty it's pretty even. It's just like yeah. a, about adjustments make adjustments that they can make and then playing at home. Yeah, I agree. If if they don't hit if the Suns don't hit a sporadic three pointer by Chris Paul in the corner, they were uh, they were up by six. They miss a shot. Yep. It gets tipped around. Mikel Bridges gets the rebound. He kicks it to Chris Paul in the corner for a three. And he hits that three to make it a nine point lead with like three minutes left. That was the dagger, man. If they yeah, if they no. if the Bucks get that board, they're down by six with a chance to make it a make it a three point game. Exactly. So I think I mean, I think it's closer than we, we think it is. And I do think the Bucks win. But hey, be I mean, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow night. Um or and and when you're listening to this tonight. But uh we have some more content coming out. Of course, thank you for the support. As always, as we always say, we, we love the people listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Hit that follow button if you like the content. Continue to download the episodes. 
Uh, we've been having fun making this. Uh, basketball season's ending, but we this will not end. We have a lot more uh, content coming out. Todd, you got a social media announcement for everyone? Yeah, look forward to our uh, social media on Instagram starting this week. You're going to get more all the updates on when episodes are coming out and previews, and uh, that should be starting right around the time of Game 3. So look forward to that. Yeah, yes, definitely sir. appreciate appreciate the follows. Um, obviously, we've been very uh, NBA-focused with the finals and the playoffs, um, but definitely look forward to, forward to us uh, transitioning with the NFL season coming up and then uh, the NBA offseason, which is essentially like another season. Yeah, don't let the theme music uh, fool you, fool everyone. It's it's just the heart of a champion is what it is. It's not just about basketball. It's about and it's just like it's just everything. like the greatest greatest uh, intro for a, a game that you know there's it's out there. Yeah, I agree. Heart of a champion, man. I used to love that whenever the NBA and NBC would like play and it would have that. Like so, Lakers Sixers. Exactly. Those were the years, man. So this yeah. is exciting. Um, so it's good to have that as our theme music, as he said. Um, we're going to be posting on on Instagram, the Recappers Pod on Instagram. So feel free to follow. We'll have that link out on the episode description. So be sure to follow, and we're excited. Anything to add, Todd? Nope. Just, uh, look, looking forward to these. Uh, well, I got one more game. question. Right, one more question, actually. Hey, who you got tonight, McGregor or Poirier? McGregor. Hey, me too. All right, we'll see what happens tonight. <laughs> you'll hear. Maybe you'll hear a little bit of that. Our uh, analyst of that fight, analysis of that fight on our episode on next one to come out be on the lookout for our game three recap that's coming down on wednesday it's the same game as game four is so be on the lookout for the game four recap after that but you'll see updates on instagram and you'll see our episodes popping up and go go mcgregor bucks in four still as always it's they're gonna make it happen somehow all right until next time